Let me entertain you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Me Entertain You, where I take you inside the minds of musical theatre. My guest is Chris Archer, co-producer of Show Queen alongside Trevor Ashley and Archery Productions alongside his partner, David Emery. This is a special episode with exciting news coming up. Without further ado, my guest, Chris Archer, and a special phone call in by Trevor Ashley. One, two, three, four. I am sitting here with someone that I've actually known and someone that I'm actually really fond of and someone that is part of a production that holds a special part in my heart. He's one half of the Cabaret Spectacular, the cabaret show that sits on Oxford Street once a month. It is Chris Archer from Show Queen. Hello. Hi, Liz. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? Having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, I absolutely mean what I say. I absolutely love Show Queen and I've interviewed a couple of the guests that have been on Show Queen. So for the listeners that don't know what Show Queen is all about, what is Show Queen? Show Queen is, I'm going to say, like a hand-picked lineup of... um, like emerging music theatre performers and well-established theatre performers um, from around Sydney. We we basically poached people directly off the stage. To give you an example, the last show queen we did, we had a few of the members of Vita, which was great, and whoever's around, really, because there's obviously a lot of singers in Sydney and Melbourne and touring bands and things like that, or just people coming through town that we that we know. So we handpick a, a lineup. Sometimes we put a theme to it, or we just go like the last show queen we had was artist choice and at those times I just I'd just give them the brief of sing your heart out whatever you want our audience is very loyal they come uh, every month to just be entertained obviously the other half of show queen is the fabulous Trevor Ashley mm-hmm. international queen of cabaret yes and I've known Trevor for a lot of years so there's a big history behind show queen but it's a cabaret night that yeah that I've just loved producing for, for those that don't understand, describe where Show Queen fits into cabaret because people don't understand. They might say a musical performance or a musical. If they say, what is show, what, what's a cabaret? It's really just more of an intimate performance, isn't it? It's a good question because I think traditional cabaret is you can either do it as a character or you create the story between your songs with patter, I think it's called. So technically, Show Queen's probably not traditional cabaret, but it's like a cabaret-inspired variety night, I guess you could say. And some people come along and they sing and then they'll tell us a hilarious story. They'll either connect the two songs together or they'll just sing two songs. In in that case, it's a more variety style. But cabaret, I think, is definitely, you know, creating a story, creating a narrative and maybe even a character, Mm. which we see uh, done a lot with... uh, Trevor's done it a lot. Mm. There's the cabaret festivals in Adelaide and, and Melbourne. And I don't know why I like cabaret quite so much. It's just great. 
You're one half. You've mentioned it before. You're one half. The other half is Trevor Ashley. You're the person behind. You're the producer as well. Trevor gets up there. He does his songs. He introduces the next guest as well. It's really a collaborative effort between the two of you. And I say that because everyone knows Trevor. Trevor Ashley, I, I love him. I love him as a person and also as a performer. But a lot of people don't know that you're the other half. And that's why I'm really excited to talk to you because yeah. sometimes the producer can be that person in the background that people yeah. don't know who they are. So I've got you here. We're at the Newtown Hotel <laughs> having some cider <laughs> and talking about it because this is really, you know, a chance for you to talk about Show Queen. And I know we're going to talk about later on in the podcast what you've got coming up. Can we go back a bit further about you? Um, let's talk about you. So you're from Sydney. And I believe you have a performance background. <laughs> um, I am from Sydney, from Penrith. Um, my family now lives in the Blue Mountains and I live here in the inner west where the buses and the planes um, interrupt our podcast. <laughs> um, yes, I, performance background might be a bit of a stretch, but I love to sing like mm. you did, like everybody listening probably loves to sing as well. I did it at school, mm. I did it for my HSC and I did okay. I even auditioned for NIDA, but I can't dance or act. <laughs> Which means I was an okay singer, but not the other two to be mm. a music theatre performer. Mm. I, I tend to hate people who are so talented in all three disciplines. <laughs> what are you doing Many, producing shows? I know, I know. <laughs> I just like, I see these people, certainly all the ones that I've had um, listed on the website, and I'm just. I just, I'm jealous, but maybe that's what fuels my passion for it. Yes. Because if you can't beat them, join them or produce yeah. them, right? I did have a theatre background. So I did perform a little bit in, uh, in school. We did like Joseph. We did Assassins, which I loved. And then when I saw it recently at the um, Hayes Theatre, it was brilliant. So after school, when I still wanted to be in theatre, we did a, a performance at the Blue Mountains Musical Society over the Mikado. And Dean Vince, who just recently performed at Show Queen, was the director. Really? Uh, at the time, he was between rehearsals of, I think, Dirty Dancing and then Driving Up the Mountains to be our director. And yeah, now he's about to do West Side Story. So wow. it's good that that's, that, was, that was when I was 20. So, let's say 10 years ago. And it's good to just work with these people again because I loved it and then I went on a different path in my life, which we'll maybe talk about a bit later. But now it's coming full circle and I'm really How did that phone call go? Um, hi, do you remember directing me? <laughs> <laughs> I want to direct it's Facebook. you. <laughs> you know Facebook, just you can stay connected to people for yes. years and years. I don't know what the limitation on when you start deleting people who you may have worked with in the past. But you must have been a standout for you to be... Like, okay, so if he was the director, you must have been a standout performer. Not just on softball. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? You must have been a standout performer for Uh him to realise who you are because now you're producing and you're giving a chance for people like him to come up and sing. I mean, that is... he killed him. Yeah, Yeah, he did. He did. I was the grand royal poo bar (laughs) in the Mikado. It's so funny to think I did that because that's an operetta. Yeah. And I do not... not sing operetta, operatic, yeah. operatic. Anyway, so did that. That's about it. My performance. That's that was the last thing I performed really, other than all family and friends weddings and things like that. Mm. But that part of my life is behind me. Other than in a shower and in the car, there is a little part of me though that when I see somebody on on the show queen stage singing beautifully, that I want to do it. There's that part of me. I even went got um, singing lessons the other day with Margie Di Ferranti, another show queen alum. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. Great, because that's that's her bread and butter. She's very good at it, and she yeah. didn't make me feel bad <laughs> in fact she said it was good <laughs> so I love watch her. this space if, if my yes. mum listens to this she will pester me until I do sing but and I did have a vision of singing at the opera house like a, yes. I had a dream yes. for the next one that I was singing with 
Kath Alcorn, who's yes. one of our performers, because we went and saw Star is Born together, the, the movie, um, and had this dream that we were both singing together. Not shallow, a different song, but anyway, so that's my background in performance. Because we're going to talk about that, because yeah. we're obviously going to talk about at some point what's coming up. People that love musicals, obviously, you know, the, the place to go is Broadway, and totally, completely different. You were actually in New York for three years? Post, post my um, school career in music theatre, I just went down the corporate route, and I ended up working there for three years, first in Sydney, but then they transferred me there. I actually knew Trevor before even moving to New York, so whenever he would come through town, we'd go see musicals together. He introduced me to one of my best friends now, a man named Jeremy Uett, who produced like the national, the Australian National Cabaret competition, and he was the general manager of the New York Theatre Music Theatre Festival, and we became very best friends. So yes, I did live in New York for three years, and that was wonderful. Loved it. Spent a lot of time at Duplex. Marie's Crisis, and because I was Jeremy's plus one to everything, saw a lot of musicals, both on Broadway and off-Broadway, and off-off-Broadway and Brooklyn. So it was a, it was great, and I loved every moment of living there. When I moved back, though, I was about to turn 30, and I just thought my life needed to change a little bit. Yeah. Recently, last last July, actually, I went to New York for the to visit um, for the for the first time since living there, and I bought myself a matinee ticket to Dear Evan Hansen for, like... 400 US bucks because it was last month of Ben Platt's yeah. um, performance. Loved the the soundtrack and was like, let's just do it, bite the bullet. So I went and saw the matinee, got to my seat, opened the, the program and had that little white slip of paper that said, the role of Evan Hansel will be played by somebody else. <laughs> oh, and I was like, devil! Um, but uh, credit to, I think his name's Connor Ryan or something, he was amazing. It was incredible. And I left in tears as you would went home and called my better half um, the other half of Archery Productions Dave and I just said look I'm just so inspired by interestingly a very sad musical very good musical but I was inspired by it and I made a point at that time to come back and do something yes okay so brought up Archery Productions which we're going to talk about as well but you also brought up basically the backstory the origins mm. of, of Show Queen 2.0 yep yep so let's talk about origins of the Show Queen 1.0 the original, <laughs> 1.0 was just just Trevor. Yeah. Um, as a young man, I'm pretty sure it was early 20s, maybe let's say mid-20s, before Trevor actually became a, a much bigger performer, a much more famous performer. He did it every week at Ginger's. I think it was called something else, I'm not sure. And that's where, like you, I fell in love with it. So I'd go, it was like church to me. I'd yes. go every Sunday and drink a bottle of wine, maybe two, and just be inspired by these singers, young and old, and both did the variety of styles, both cabaret and variety. Yes, and I just loved it. And that's how I became friends with Trevor. I was actually there when it moved locations from Ginger's. I think it was for a while at Kit and Caboodle in, in King's Cross. I became a bit of a roadie, really. Yeah. I remember there was some point where I started filming it. There's some very old clips of, uh, like, Amelia Cormack and Mark Trevorrow and Margie D on, on, on YouTube. Then he got too busy. Then he got, you know, sought after sought in the after. industry. He, he did Hairspray and Les Mis and all of these things. So it kind of stopped and I guess had I this is how it's where it is now had I have not come back and said do you want to do it and I do everything else 
well, as much as I can do to support uh, Show Queen. Obviously, people come to see Trevor and everybody that's singing, and our deal is, okay, well, I'll manage the venue and I'll do everything else and help, help promote it and help cast and all those kind of things, and that's Show Queen 2.0. I love the fact that you said that it's like church. I'm not joking. It is something that I look We've forward to. <laughs> oh, Show Queen. Yeah. <laughs> because it is something that I look forward to every month, and everyone yeah. that I talk to, because you built a whole lot of friends around it, the people that I didn't know I now know quite well. And we look forward to it every month. Gee, it's a whole lot of fun and puts a smile on your face. It so does. It, yeah. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. There's not been one that I've been disappointed with any part of it. It really just touches your heart. There's the light and the shade of it is mm. what makes me want to do it more. There's times where somebody will sing. For example, at the last one, Ash Rubinark, who just did the Rob Guest Endowment concert. Um, I believe she got a special award for that. Love her. She sang one fun song, which was Sexy from um, Mean yeah. Girls. And it was so good. Yeah. It was so funny. Because she, she came on as Karen from the movie. I'm sure everybody listening knows that. And had the bunny ears on. Uh, is it a bunny? It's a mouse. It's a mouse. Mm-hmm. And that was so good. Like, standing on material. And then sang a Marin Mazzi song as a tribute to her. And it was brilliant. And that light and shade is, gets delivered by most of, like, most of them. It's kind of clutching your pearls moments. Everybody sits there and like, oh. And I certainly do standing in the booth at the back. But that's, that's the passion for it and why I continue to do it. And why people come back. And, and honestly, this is why I keep on saying, come to Show Queen, check it out. I'm so glad between you both you've, you've brought it back because I think the city needs it. I can't say that more as a lover and passionate person about musical theatre and cabaret. Or just go to the Facebook page and the Instagram page and see when we're doing the next one. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. So before we get to that, um, your role as a producer, did you know anything about producing before? What does your role entail? It's a good question. Did I know anything before? Not really. I was, it was really probably just through knowing Trevor, not just socially, obviously we've hung out, and, and Jeremy from, from New York, and my partner Dave, who is a producer, but a TV producer. I just took it step by step, to be honest. I've just kind of learned along the way. Sometimes uh, it's been hard, and you're constantly looking at things like ticket sales and your margins and all of those types of things. I'd say, like you, really, we do this for the passion, not for the money, because I've got a nine to five as well. But yeah, I'm just learning as I go. So it's a bit of a building a brand story. What was the best bit of advice you were given? Um, it's a good question. I think my partner always gives me good advice because I tend to rush things or I can tend to rush things. So probably just to slow down sometimes. What was the worst advice you were given that you followed? Not to do a sound check <laughs> or run songs. Do you find that when you're finally at the venue, the show is happening, when do you get to relax or are you still on? When do I get to relax is when the first singer is on. For some reason, I get this weird stress headache from the time I arrive to when that first performer's on. Because the most stressful part is is certainly in this venue, and we've only been at, um, at the Gingers for just at Gingers, and it's seating people and making sure everybody's accommodated. The venue itself has booth seats and other seats, but a lot of standing area, and that's how you purchase tickets. So I have to look through the list to make sure everybody is... Because I get lots of special requests as well. You know, I've bought two booths. Can they be together or this, that and the other? So accommodating people is, is can be difficult. I produced a show, an Amy Winehouse tri- tribute show recently. That was a lot of family. So making that work was difficult. But other than that, when the show starts and the spotlight hits is when I can relax a little bit. What makes you tick? What makes me tick is 
It's like a, a good voice. Probably as somebody who liked to sing back in the day. Somebody with just a beautiful technique. And that can that can be classically trained. I'm a huge fan of opera and classically trained voices. Just side story, saw that um, Epiphanies, which has a few friends of Show Queen. Mm. Rob McDougall, Daniel Bell, Carrie Ann Greenland. Naomi Livingston oh, and I was front row and I was living for it they're such beautiful singers and equally a great com- comedic song I love a great voice that's what makes me tick like I'm at the gym most days listening to like ballads I'm a wow. ballad queen yeah can you really do reps in a ballad <laughs> yes yeah absolutely it's weird <laughs> pushing that bloody sled just pushing along On just being like <laughs> Pretending I had muscles. (laughs) Exactly. Just like that. The other thing that people don't realise, within the whole year that you've been doing Show Queen, it's usually a three-piece band with the musical director, Mm -hmm. Stephen Kramer or Bev Kennedy. But what happened, I think, a couple of months ago was that you introduced, completely got rid of, Mm. say, the band, and you introduced strings. That's a good question, and I'm going to revert back to what makes me tick, and it's being creative like that. So... I was at the Metropolitan Orchestra over in North Sydney watching Daniel Bell sing in front of a beautiful string orchestra. Daniel Bell from Ten Tenors, who I actually interviewed. Yes, that's right. Yep, who's been on a previous episode. Love him. He's gorgeous. And that's where I got that inspiration. I was like, why replace the drum and the bass with two stringed instruments? And I just was like, let's do this. Show Queen strings. Love the S's. This is going to be great. And it was great. Mm. It really, really was great. And we've done a couple of themes as well. We did Switch, which was kind of like boys sings girls, gender gender neutral, you know, no pronouns, things like that. And that was fun. Um, And we could probably even... I was hoping that Trevor would call through so we could talk about the the next theme. But we might keep that under our wraps for now. You've had so many guests. I think I've counted them. Yeah. uh, Quite a lot. And it's not just Australia. You've gone international. Yes, by chance we have a little bit. Yeah, we're really lucky to have a lot of talent in Australia and certainly available to come and sing at Show Queen is is great for us. Yeah, I'm looking at the list now because Liz has actually written it all out here, which is great. I love notebooks. (laughs) I know. From the reverse. Yeah, no, we're really lucky. Like, Kurt Kurt Cansley just performed. Um, He was the last singer at the last Show Queen. And he's a force to be reckoned with he just he got up there he, you know his presence was amazing and then he just sweat yeah. he just left it all out on stage and that was great so he's uh he's australian but he lives in london and we're very lucky to get him between seasons of evita yeah he played chi right Playing that's chi. right yeah yeah did you see evita i went opening night i was very lucky but i'm a huge tina arena fan so, so i had my I. moment and i'm sitting on a balcony now and i've got my arms up just like <laughs> eva peron <laughs> loved it Lots of uh, local talent. There's actually quite a few young ladies that just have been blowing me away over the last year, to name a few. Ash Rubinach, like I mentioned. Laura Murphy, who was just um, Fiona in Shrek in Canberra. Oh, that voice kills me. Sarah Murr, who's in, I'm going to say, the Mediterranean, working and doing a, a, a Priscilla. She's one of the divas. That girl can sing. I just love her. She's one of my faves. And Lauren Hunter. I'm not sure that you know who that is, but she just did Evie May at the Hayes, which I saw twice, Mm. mostly because it's such a beautiful, beautiful musical written by Naomi Livingston, which is another voice that I like. Side story to that, Naomi was in Mikado that I did 10 years ago. With you? With me. What, yes, you were I on stage together? We were. She was the, I was Poo Bar and she was Pity Sing and we were often <laughs> paired together. Oh, 
Uh, so that was great. And then I've just seen this evolution of her since then. She was great then, and then she yes. went to Whopper, and she's had a career from there. But she wrote the music and lyrics for Evie May, and that had Lauren Hunter in it, uh, mm-hmm. and Amanda Harrison, and all of those people. Yeah. But I could sit and listen to Lauren Hunter sing, and Lauren... If you're listening, I love you. <laughs> so a lot of great singers, Naomi Price, and then a lot of great guys as well. It's mm-hmm. been fun. Tom Shiraz, a, a crowd favourite. Mm-hmm. We've had him a few times. As you know, Rob McDougall, who I listen to him sing any day. And then some of the um, show queens of, not I'm going to say old, but the past, mm-hmm. who have brought back. Marnie McQueen, who everybody loves. She was a riot. I just mm-hmm. love her to bits. Go and support her and Wyong Hotel shows. Yeah. Just love that. And I think what's something that's, you know, that we've even had Mark Trevorrow um, and things like that and they've also been really moving we had a guy from play school we did we had simon burke simon burke amazing yeah yeah if only they let him sing like that on play school (laughs) that would be a whole other um i think you all did um one day more is that what Trevor and there was a couple of that went on there with um true uh, that was at a mardi gras piano bar though so that was another archery productions thing so we had brian nash who is quite internationally renowned pianist and cabaret pianist he works at the um that's always a hard word to say and negotiate certainly after a couple of sides so he was out in australia i think he'd just done an atlantis cruise Mm. um and so we did a piano bar for him for the the last mardi gras and it was busy it was a, did you sing at that one? Yeah. 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 Um, and he'd, just, he'd just come off the cruise with Olivia Newton-John and I sung I Honestly Love You and he'd come and help me. Well, yeah. Why didn't Livy come to the Mardi Gras piano bar? I mean, Telly Leung did. Um, Telly, and that was great because I had known him from my time in New York, but he came and he's playing Aladdin on Broadway, which is good for him. Yeah, um, before you go any further, tell yeah. about that story about Telly. Okay, so when I first moved to New York... He was friends of these guys that I was trying to be friends with because I I wanted to surround myself with, I don't know, this music theatre crew because I was in New York. Like, why wouldn't you do that? And so there's two guys, Lorenzo Theo and Jay Kuo, wrote this musical having just met George Takei at uh, a gala. Um, And George has this uh, amazing story about his own family being affected by the Japanese internment camp during World War II in America. And from that, they wrote a musical called Allegiance. It made its way to Broadway in 2015 with Leia Salonga, George Takei and Taylor Leung. It's a beautiful, beautiful musical. Kind of Miss Saigon-y, if you are wondering. And I'm pretty sure they're bringing it to movie too, so you might be able to check it out. Anyway, so I made friends with them and it was great to see him at the Mardi Gras piano bar singing and, and also Christine Forster who got up and sang. Yeah. And then she came back yeah. the next time we did it, sang the same song because she was friends with Brian. So that was great to see her and her partner and most most of that, most of their friends come and support us and, and enjoy it. I love that story about Telly because I was there for that show as well. You and sure he loved it. For people that have been in your past that come and see you now and know what you're doing, like you're talking about people that you've met in your past, they love to support you. I they love they to do. be there. Yeah. <laughs> they do. I, I see do. that because mm. they're giving you big hugs. Mm. You know, it's um, genuine. That's one of the other things I like about this experience is is making these new friends, these new connections, and who knows how they will manifest themselves in the future. As you'll come to learn when with this podcast, you know, if I'm hoping one day when I have a brilliant idea for a musical or a show or a concert, I'll have the right people to call. And Trevor's certainly been central to the success of me personally um, in, in producing and, and obviously Show Queen and his own personal success going from strength to strength and to the Opera House. <laughs> yes, and to the Opera House. And I was just going to say, we talked about what's coming up 
you've got you've got stuff that's coming up with Show Queen. Yeah. Tell us what's happening, and this is a really big deal. We're talking about the Opera House, right? Yes. Yes. For you, um, yeah, yeah. So tickets are almost sold out for that, which yeah. is incredible. We are doing the Opera House on the 16th of December in the studio, which is great. We have an amazing lineup. Kath Alcorn, who's one of Show Queen's favourites, I saw her show in that same room when she did the Divine Miss Bet. She's going to blow the house down. Lucy Maunder, who's just from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I've not met her, but she's very good friends with all my friends, so I can't wait to meet her and see her perform. Saw her in Heathers. Did you see that? Which yeah. was directed by Trevor. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. His directorial debut. I said it, it was the best. Was it? Ever. Yeah. It was. Yeah, good for him. That was amazing. He's been, yeah. He's a very talented man. He is. Um, Blake Bowden, who I actually did Trevor's 30th birthday Mardi Gras float with. So when Tre- Trevor turned 30 on the day of Mardi Gras back in 2010, which I thought was weird, just uncanny for a, a famous LGBTQIA, and they didn't have those letters back then, to turn 30 on the day of the Mardi Gras. So obviously, naturally, in Trevor's star- style, he had a float. He was on top of the float in full, in full drag, and then he had, he had like Amelia Cormack and a couple of other singers on the back singing happy birthday and all of these songs as we went up Oxford Street. I was in a little pair of pink pants and, and Blake was there with his friends and I, I don't know whether he remembers that but that's how I met him. Uh, so he's, he's performing and he's in the Book of Mormon at the moment so that's amazing. Stephen Madsen who is amazing in, in most things. Mm-hmm. Muriel's Muriel's perfection. wedding, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also Matt Lee yeah. who's quite well known um, from so you think you can dance, I yeah. believe, but is also apparently a very um, great singer. So I'm, yeah, he oh, played and, um, in, in Mary Poppins. Oh, great! But, That's right, yeah. yeah. And of course, not not to forget our most loved, much loved Nancy Hayes of the Hayes Theatre who is a firecracker and I can't wait to meet her and see her perform. Mm. So that's really exciting. So December 16th at the Emerald House. And it is a big deal because, like I said, you've been going for over a year, been at the Oxford Hotel, Gingers, and this is the first time that Show Queen has moved to the Opera House. It is. It's cool. We're very lucky. Um, this one's largely been driven by um, Trevor, uh, which has been great. He's believed in this project, so and we're doing really well. I'm super excited to be a part of it, and hope we sell out. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. We'll be there. I'm looking really forward yeah. to it. So do you think, the, now that you said you've always wanted to actually perform, I mean, quietly, on the Opera House stage? No. I don't know. I don't have... I, d- I had that Christmas dream. It is Christmas time. You it could do Christmas Jingle Bells. Time. I could. I could. Technically, do you have a technically, I could get up before. Um, yes, I do. <laughs> technically, I could get up and sing before everybody arrives in the room. That's still the same, isn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put ideas. If my mum listens to this, she'll be like, "You need to sing." I love the relationship of your mum. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that on Facebook. I'd love her. Yeah. And the other thing I was going to say, just because you're you're one half a show queen with Trevor Ashley, yeah. you're one half of another production team with you and your partner, and it's called Archery Productions. Archer Productions, that's right. So when we started Show Queen again, I said to um, my future husband one day, Dave, who is a TV producer Mm -hmm. and, you know, my inspiration for most things I do in life, I said, let's do a little production company and just do things right. Uh, And it just so worked out. My last name is Archer. His is Emery. And so we put them together and they made Archery. And so we have lots of ideas and... He's always there to support anything I do with Show Queen or otherwise, the, the other the other few concerts that I've done. And he's, he's building a career as a TV producer and doing really, really well. Even Julian Morris thinks so, who just added him to Instagram yesterday and posted a picture with him. So he's doing really well and I'm, we're lucky to be working together. And what kind of productions have you done so far with Archery? So Show Queen takes the most, most of the time. Through that, 
uh, opportunity. I've, I've produced two shows for artists. One was Erin Cornell, mm-hmm. who we love. She's performed a couple of the, um, at a couple of the other show queens. She did an evening with Erin Cornell um, in Sydney and in Melbourne, and she was just a dream. She's got a huge voice, and she's really, really talented. She's also a singing teacher um, and has a lot of students who have just been cast in West Side Story and Chicago, um, and that was a pleasure. She's, she's, she's a sweetheart. I loved her. And I also produced Alexis Fishman in Amy Resurrected. Mm-hmm. So she played the role of Amy Winehouse in character the whole time, told us, told us a story, had the beehive thing, and that was heaven. And that was a sellout as well, so that was really good. And that, Alexis Fishman I had met in New York through friends and then... She got in touch when she came out to Australia because she's now living there with her husband in New York and living that lifestyle. What makes you choose certain productions? Probably a passion for them, and I guess that's my advice to other producers. Opportunities will come across your table, and certainly right now, you know, if I'm passionate about it and it's a good viable option, I'm likely to look at it. But I think moving forward, because I have a full-time job as well, Mm -hmm. my advice um, and how I try to choose to choose projects will be based on my passion for it. Sometimes you can take reactive projects, which is totally fine, but I'd like to think that I'll be a proactive producer and, and produce things that I'm really passionate about with people that inspire me. Is there any project that in the future you would like to do? I think you mentioned previously to me you like the idea of the intimacy. Yeah, so who knows what will happen one day. I'd love to put my name to having sold out the concert hall at the Sydney Opera House for like a, do you know Shoshona Bean? Do you know who that is? Yeah, love her and her voice and I just think that one day it'd be great to say that I I produced that in in Sydney and maybe Arts in Melbourne and all these things and and put that together and created a successful concert. That's one side of production. I'd also really like to create something, so be a creative producer in so much as that I would have input into song choice direction and things like that and that's very possible as well you know mm. we can create whatever we want to in life so you like ben platt maybe try to get him over for an intimate that's concert. true yes concert being the opposite oh, i'll pretty word yeah that'd be great i'd love him other people i'm thinking you know these are all very contemporary and your listeners would know who they are cynthia arrivo mm-hmm. um mm. you know jane krakowski mm. oh, yes. like why isn't she as long here? as you can get her to do the splits like she did on she loves me heaven yeah exactly <laughs> so looking for those opportunities. I've also had these ideas to pair some of these beautiful singers that have performed at Show Queen, creating like a, a different, like an epiphany style concert really. Um, that's just the sounds of Newtown. The good thing about like a startup production or a startup um, podcast like yours is you, you do whatever you can do and with as much time as you have. So, you know, there's some times where I'm spending hours and hours doing social media and edits and designing artwork, and I'm not a designer, I'm not a social media strategist, I'm just getting it done. Mm. Um, and at the moment, it's, yeah, I'm living for it, so it's great. What's the best part of your job? This job or my actual job? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, yeah. the best part of the job is when I'm there and I'm not even just sound, sound check, is sound check does not. Um, the performance make, even though I'm there and I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. When when somebody just moves me, that's the best part of the job and you, you forget it, the hours that you've spent on it and it just makes it all worthwhile. As a yeah. producer for Show Queen, because you've been doing that obviously longer, yeah. how did it feel when you saw the first standing ovation for someone that you booked for Show Queen? It's, it's amazing, yeah. We have a loyal family um, at Show Queen. We, we see a lot of the same faces come back, like you and like me. That's because it's church, like we said earlier. So I feel this energy in the room that everybody is teetering on the edge of glory, basically, and right there behind the singers. And when, I, when we cast 
the singers I just I even put that in the brief I just say look the audience is amazing you they will be moved by a, a ballad as equally as you know if you did Bohemian Rhapsody like audience participation all of those kind of things no rules apply at Show Queen really mm. although I have seen some song choices that I've vetoed but that's okay so your part of the role is helping choosing the singers as well as choosing the songs it has been it can be yeah absolutely so when I get in contact with them and there's the email exchange and I give them the briefing and all those kind of things oh look Trevor's calling hold on let's add him to the conversation Hi, Trevor. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi. I thought maybe you could just tell the listeners about uh, our plans for Show Queen 2019, particularly around January, what we're thinking well, of doing. Well, it's, it's very exciting because I've... We haven't ever done sort of an Australia Day special. And because the public holiday falls on the Monday, we are going to come back with Show Queen on January 27th. We will be back and we are going to do an Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi special that's going to have all Aussie songs, some from Aussie musicals, some from Aussie artists. It's going to be a really fun show. And I'm excited to hear everybody's takes on Aussie classics. I'm excited. I to hear your takes on Aussie classics. I don't think I've no. seen any. I know, I, I know. I have to learn some, darling. I know. Well, I know all the songs. I just have to have some charts done. I need to do something uh-huh. fun in my life. Yes. Um, well, while we've got you, do you want to tell us what's going on with Trevor Ashley? I'm a little bit mentally busy at the moment, but it's all great. Kimmy Raw is selling like hotcakes at the Opera House, and it will be sold out, I'd say, in about a week's time. Great. Um, Show Queen, of course, will be sold out, I'd think, tomorrow. And the amazing thing is... Um, Christina Bianco from New York is coming out and she is phenomenal and will be singing for three nights only at the Opera House. I love working with her and I think she's just the most incredible talent. Look out for... She's just done for me and I love this and Time Out will be posting it. Um, I said to her, Celine Dion sang You're the Voice this year in her concert and it went viral. So I asked Christina if she would sing You're the Voice as not only Celine, but uh-huh. every other celebrity she could possibly think of. Oh, yes. She's done an amazing video with 12 different Voices. celebrities singing You're the Voice. So it's great. Right. And it will be out. Have a look on the net. It'll be there. And, yeah, cool. life's good, Dals. I'm just really, really busy. Great. <laughs> well, thank you for that. And thank you for dialing into the, to the podcast. I'm dialing in. I'm dialing out. Thanks, okay. Liz. Thanks for having us. No worries. Love you. <laughs> Bye, Charles. Bye. Bye. Well, that was fun. That was fun. And quite opportune. Anyway, so that's exciting. Show Queen uh, Australia. That'll be at Ginger's again, I believe. Um, Australian songs, Australian theme. Yes, Australia songs. Day. That'll be fun. Do you have a fa- favourite Australian song? Yeah. You're the voice. You? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we've heard the plans for Show Queen 2019. Yep. What are the plans for Archery Productions 2019? I'm working on the on developing a Sydney cabaret competition. Um, I think um, early in the new year I might um, start putting some, some time behind that because there are so many brilliant singers. You look at the Rob Gass Endowment concert um, and that's a competition and there's nothing quite like that and I really want to as a producer and as one of Show Queen 
come up with and the national cabaret petition yeah. doesn't exist anymore no, it doesn't so I've been given the green light from Jeremy to, Jeremy, to do my own and I just think it'd be great mm. so I'd love to to harness the potential and the and the talent of, of young singers and and see what we what how I could work with them, how Trevor might work with them too. I really love that idea yeah. because if I think I had a conversation with Tom, Tom came through there. A lot of people did actually come through the national competition. Yeah, you're right. Alexis Fishman, I think, yes. did as well. Um, she might have won it because yeah. the prize for that was a trip to New York. I ain't offering that. I think Jackie Francis did as well, didn't he? Okay, yeah. yeah. So there's a, there's a good need for it. So I just want to think about that. I think that might be a, a good way to progress this. Don't know many more details than that, but... Now that I've put it out there, <laughs> maybe it's got to happen. There's that. And I'd like to do a few other concerts next year in the same style as the Aaron Cornell, maybe maybe at Ginger's, maybe bigger. I'm not sure. But mm. now that we've done the Opera House, who knows? Yeah. Wow. Well, you can't you put that on your resume. Now yeah. that they've done the Opera House. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> you can still get the concert hall. Mm-hmm. You can do that. So, TBC. If people haven't been before, whether it's for Show Queen or Archery, obviously they can jump on board now and know what's happening in the future. That's true. We've got all of the websites and things to keep updated. So there's the Show Queen uh, Facebook and Instagram. We have lots of videos on YouTube as well. I don't know whether you've seen them. But um, it's fun to see their, them going, the numbers going up. I think the, there's a performance by... Lauren Hunter, I mentioned earlier, which is our most viewed. But that's fun. I like seeing those statistics. And we have recorded most of them, but that's dependent on who's singing and how many tickets we've sold, obviously. But we've got all those channels, as well as showqueen.com.au. And, yeah, we're looking forward to 2019. Well, I'm looking forward to 2019. I'm looking forward to the Opera House. I'm looking forward to what you both are going to be doing, obviously. Chris Archer, it's been an absolute pleasure to sit down with you to find out exactly what makes you tick, to find out really what your passion is. Is there anything you want to say for someone who's an up-and-coming producer that you haven't said before, you did touch on that, um, that, or even just an up-and-coming singer that may just need that... Look, I wasn't a great singer. I'm still not a great singer. And I'm also in my 30s. I don't think there's any... And I have no idea how old you are, but we're following our passions now in a way that I never thought, uh, never could have thought of before. This is not something that I see, certainly in the short, short term, me doing full-time. It's certainly a, um, a passion project. That's the point, though. You've got to follow your passions, and it's been so rewarding for me. I think at this point I'd, I'd, I'd like to thank the people that have been super central in, in how Show Queen has been perceived and, and all of the family that comes and see it all the time. So that includes my friends and family. Obviously, Trevor Ashley is, is a huge, huge part to play in that. Stephen Kramer, who is a musical genius. He's been behind most of them. Bev Kennedy was there right at the beginning and she's performing at the Opera House. And all the performers and all of the fans who come along all the time. This is what makes it, it happen every time. Um, if we didn't have bums on the seats, we wouldn't be able to do it every month. You wouldn't be there being inspired by it, neither did I. So a lot of people to thank, and let's hope it continues. And if anyone who hasn't been to Show Queen before that wants to come, what would you say to them? Uh, well, come. <laughs> come early, because there's... Oh, make sure you get online so you can buy a ticket early, because it sells pretty fast. And just come with an open mind and open heart. Get a wine, and you will just love it. You'll absolutely love it. It's great for people of all ages. I've, I've had to accommodate quite old people and very young people. Well, not too young. You have to be over 18 to go, to go to Ginger's at the moment. But, yeah, it's incredible. 
And thank you for having us on your podcast to talk about it. It's, it's quite special. Absolutely. And I can really vouch for that. And I'm sorry, but I really honestly do believe this. If anyone out there that hasn't at all been to a show queen, come to Ginger's the Oxford Hotel. It's every month. Also, if you haven't bought your ticket yet for the Sydney Opera House show, come and get your ticket. They've still got tickets left there. That's the show queen spectacular with the huge lineup of a lot of people. Yeah. And then also with Trevor Ashley. Trevor's really busy. He's basically got the Opera House that week. So, so show queen spectacular aside, which is on the Sunday the 16th. He's also got Hear Me Roar, which is in the concert hall. And that's got um, Tanya Doko from Bachelor Girl, Sarah McLeod, Chris and Anu. Amazing lineup. That's selling like hotcakes. And he's also got Christina Bianco, which people would know her as being the voice of all of the voices. Huge YouTube star from New York. And she's coming out doing a Christmas show. But just told me that she's, uh, she's doing a version of You're the Voice with 12 different voices, which is pretty amazing so Trevor's very busy and we are going to do an Australia Day show queen on I believe the Sunday the 27th because the public holiday is the Monday which is great because obviously you come to show queen but you're cognitive of the fact that you've got to go to work the next day but you don't this one so we're doing show queen Australian theme I haven't quite figured out the name maybe your listeners can write in and tell us what it should be called Australian you know, Australiana, maybe. <laughs> I can't say enough how much I love Show Queen. I really do. It's something that I literally look forward to every month, and I'm not the only one. You've got a huge following on Facebook, also on um, Instagram. Chris Archer, it's been an absolute pleasure. Like I said, you're one half of Show Queen, the other half of Archery Productions, yeah. and thanks for telling us exactly what Show Queen and Archery Productions are all about, what you've got coming on, and, of course, looking for the future. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Liz. And to the listeners of Let Me Entertain You, come and check it out and continue listening because, you know, we're following our passions and, you know, find yours. Producer extraordinaire Chris Archer and Trevor Ashley. Show Queen has helped keep Sydney's nightlife alive, as well as our important arts culture. Go to our socials to find out more about Show Queen, Archery Productions, the Cabaret Festival and the Cabaret Competition, and so many more events, especially heading into the new year and beyond. I would like to thank my guest, Chris Archer and Trevor Ashley. This has been Let Me Entertain You Inside the Minds of Musical Theatre. Thanks for listening. Please like, subscribe and tell your friends. But most importantly, go and see your show.